are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Head on over to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off of your next order. So I'm very sorry in advance for any outside noises that you hear. I'm currently recording in my hallway because they are doing construction on my roof. They are working right outside of my office window, my bedroom window, my living room where my balcony is. So like I can't even get a semblance of quietness (laughs) and I'm just uh, kind of going crazy here and I wanna make sure I get this out to you guys. Today we are going to be talking about the weekend, the two losses that the Flames faced We have a special interview with Sarah from Locked On Kings and the national show. And of course, we're just going to just keep on talking about Daryl Sutter and what changes may be coming ahead. Happy International Women's Day. I hope that you are all, you know, being thankful and celebrating the women in your life and those who are making changes around us each and every day. But as a friendly reminder, we celebrate women every single day (laughs) here, not just on days where there's hashtags. But, oh, you know, Hockey Night in Canada, you guys, that was quite the show. We had a very physical game between the Flames and Oilers, and it was so physical that James Neal got into it. And Darnell Nurse had a heavyweight ticket matchup i you know i did not expect the game to be as physical as it was because i feel like we haven't really seen that lately between the two teams but i thought that it was a fun game to watch even though they ended up losing uh, noah hannafin has been having himself a just a fantastic season i think that you know he went into the season with the mindset of I need to take my game to the next level and if I don't things are going to change and this is the Noah Hannafin that I think a lot of people have been wanting to see from day one you know he has had he had a 45 game drought with no goal but then he snapped that Saturday night and I understand that people will look at goals and points as a metric of you know how good a player is but Noah Hannafin is a defenseman he is not your typical forward he's not a forward at all so he's not going to be scoring those goals like a like you know your Johnny Gaudreau's and Sean Monahan's are so I think that it's important to evaluate his uh you know defenseman metrics (laughs) I couldn't think of the word there but I would love to do an episode where I kind of break down each pairing and see where we're at because I think it's so important for all of us to acknowledge the hard work that these defensemen are doing. Unfortunately, they lost two to uh, sorry three to two, and it was kind of encouraging to see them lose by one goal 
rather than by a touchdown and an extra point and a safety and all this, you know, it was uh, a little discouraging, of course, to see them lose. But when you look at the fact that it was just a one goal game compared to that, you know, 6-1 loss that they had last time they met or things like that, it's just a little bit more comforting. <laughs> but Nordstrom blocked a shot that and he would go on to miss Sunday's game. I wasn't sure what happened because all of a sudden I saw him like doubled over on the bench. I probably ran to grab a snack or something and I was like, oh no, like what happened? But I guess that he ended up blocking a shot and just, um, you know, I can't imagine that feels great. And Sunday night was a matchup with our best friends who I think we need to send a fruit basket to. So we're still working on getting those information, those details. Uh, the Flames fell behind by two after 20 minutes. And I think that everybody kind of knew what was coming their way. And it was more of a, okay, let's get this game over with, like hurry up. And I think that the Flames felt that way too for a little bit because you could see them... I'm so sorry for that noise. I am so aggravated right now. The flames were slipping and sliding all over the ice. At one point, uh, Mark Giordano had like a skate stuck or a stick stuck in his skate. Like it, was, it just looked like a mess. And somehow they turned it around. Um, Gio scored a goal in the second period that would eventually lead them to, you know, kind of kicking off the comeback tour and. You know, Johnny Gaudreau scored and Noah Hannafin had the tying goal. I thought that there was a great effort coming, like, later in the game. And unfortunately, you just can have it just in one period. This isn't, you know, Super Bowl comeback where you're down by 23 points or 25 points. And, you know, it, you need to play a full 60 minutes. And I'm hopeful that things will change but unfortunately you know the biggest thing here is that the flames just play a full 60 minutes and uh, i'm getting sidetracked but the flames did unfortunately go on to lose in a shootout if you remember earlier in the season i did talk about how the flames need to make it a point to walk away with at least one point a game and they did that and, um i also just wanted to note that Jacob Markstrom needs to be like stapled to his crease because he like left his crease and Valimaki saved his butt with an incredible like block save thing like I don't know what was happening there but he was like midair saved it and you know uh valley for uh for Vesna but coming up next <laughs> we are going to hear from Sarah who is familiar with Daryl Sutter's work and you know more recent work than maybe some of us who were around back in 2004 which is weird to me because that doesn't seem like that long ago but then I remember people who were born in 2000 are now 21 so <laughs> coming up next we are going to hear from Sarah and hear about you know her thought Daryl Sutter and maybe what we can expect Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me over on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I have Sarah here 
who is the host of Locked on LA Kings and the national show. And now Daryl Sutter has coached your team before, correct? He has. He sure did. What is your initial takeaway from him coming out of retirement for this job? I'll be honest, I thought it was kind of hilarious, like in a good way. Um, his time with the, the Kings, you know, ended on a, on a down note, but you, you know, you also can't deny that he led the team to two Stanley cups. Uh, mm-hmm. but he, he is someone who, you know, he literally like said, I'm retiring from coaching and I'm going back to the farm in Alberta and whatever. Um, <laughs> and, and then a few years ago, he, he resurfaced as kind of like an associate coach kind of consultant sort of thing for the ducks which was very weird to all of us in in the king's world because (laughs) how dare you how dare you go to our enemy uh but so i think that a lot of people figured if he was going to return to full-time head coaching that it probably could have been with anaheim who are you know if you ask ducks fans who should have fired their coach already um and instead he is doing the next thing that we had expected which is hanging out in calgary Uh, So I was surprised because he did seem pretty happy just, you know, being semi-retired and popping into Ducks practices every so often. But, uh, you know, if there's any landing spot for him, I think Calgary would have been the most logical one just for, you know, he's very set in his ways. He's excited that he doesn't have to leave Canada this year. Um, (laughs) And uh, it's the perfect scenario for him. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think it's, kind of funny that he was like yeah I'm gonna you know go return to the farm and you know just live a happily retired life and then oh by the way you guys I, I'm here I'm, I'm gonna coach again um do you have any opinions or uh you know maybe bullet points for flames to just kind of you know, little warning signs for us getting to <laughs> sure. So, you know, I, I think that he, you know, he, he is a coach that has good things about him and bad things about him. He is he is a coach that if this team needs a kick in the butt, if this team needs kind of tough love, um, you know, I don't know too much about the, the Flames coaching situation in the past couple of years, but if they need someone to just be like, listen, this is how it is and you're going to do it, uh, he's your guy. Uh, he he turned around an underperforming Kings team, uh, you know, to to get them to the Stanley Cup, and he kept them at the top of their game uh, for a couple years. Uh, and he, his you know his systems are very, you know, they're very defense heavy. Under him, the Kings were always at the top of the charts in terms of possession. Uh, they were really good at putting shots on net. Uh, the Kings' problem has always been, and still is sometimes, that they just can't score which isn't necessarily his fault. <laughs> um, and, and the fact that it has continued without him, uh, you know, really points to it not being his fault. But under him, the Kings would routinely get like, you know, 40 shots on goal and still would lose games like two to one, which, you know, that that's so Kings. <laughs> um, I think, you know, the and, and he is a very good playoff coach. Um, he is someone who... Um, you know, I, I think that for, for as good as he is as in the regular season, his his goal in the regular season is just to get you to the playoffs. And then once you get to the playoffs, he turns into this like, I feel like saying like mastermind is probably too much, but um, I, I think you have to look no further than uh, the, the 2014 uh, playoffs where 
It was the Blackhawks and the the Kings. And it was just this meeting of these, you know, Joel Quenville and Daryl Sutter and these two coaches. And, and that series was really one on coaching and it was just who can out coach the other guy. Um, he's very good at making adapt like at adaptations to, you know, in your, when you're in a long series against a team, uh, you know, he kind of starts knowing how to adjust things to get his team to, to win. The downside of Daryl Sutter is that all that tough love eventually turns into the guys not listening to him anymore because they're tired of, you know, having a coach who's kind of a jerk. Uh, right. So, you know, I, I think that I'll be curious to see if anything has changed in him over the past few years of, you know, is he more relaxed now? Because right. he got to spend, you know, spend the past couple of years on the farm or whatever. Um, <laughs> but, you know, his tenure with the Kings ended basically with rumors of the team locking him out of the locker room and, you know, barring him from entry because they needed to talk without him or wanted to show him that he wasn't welcome, like all sorts of drama. Um, And so I I think that that is the downside. But the fact that, you know, he, this is his first, you know, he hasn't even coached a game for the Flames yet. So there there is quite some time between game one and your team has stopped listening to you. So, you know, I, I think that for a team who needs that kick in the butt, he's your guy how long that's sustainable and how well that's going to mesh with the personalities of the guys on the team. I do not know. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that they could use a kick in the butt and I'm hoping that he's maybe a little bit more relaxed, but uh, still has that winning mastermind mentality there because I'm sure flames fans would love to see Obviously, another Stanley Cup, but uh, just some sort of success in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, and I think you know he can. If 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 what this team needs is just sort of that guiding hand to be like, listen, here's how it is. You do it. We'll. I'll take you there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that that could be really good for them. Um, I know that I, I, I know he at least has coached Milan Lucic before. Like, there's players on the team yep. that he's familiar with he of course is familiar with the organization from his past history you know being a coach and being a gm with them um and so i'm sure that you know longtime flames fans may ha- you know are going to have feelings about him coming back as well but i i think it's an interesting move um and you know i i'm looking forward to the day that the kings and the flames get to play again uh, because we'll get to welcome him back to Los Angeles, you know, assuming that hockey ever goes back to normal. Yeah. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out, especially, you know, the, the Flames are kind of a younger team, right? Am I am I making that up or they have more kind of younger guys? They definitely have a younger team. Yeah. And so that'll be interesting to see how his personality and his coaching style mesh with young guys, uh, because the the kind of knock on him with the Kings was that he, you know, didn't necessarily play the prospects a whole lot. Didn't give the Mm -hmm. young guys a lot of time was really reliant on his veteran players. But at the end of the day, it got him to Stanley cups. And I I think that, you know, in hindsight, some of those young players that we wanted him to play weren't ready anyway. So he was making the right move, Uh, but it'll be interesting because, you know, there's so much talk in hockey about how, You know, the younger generations of players don't respond to that kind of tough love, you know, angry coach kind of thing anymore. 
So it'll be it'll be interesting to see for you guys if the younger guys go along with him, especially like you know, maybe there's going to be some, you know, some aspect of like this guy's a legend. Like I have to listen to him. Right. Or, I, you know, if it goes poorly. I was just going to say, I feel like they so desperately want success mm-hmm. that they will they'd follow anybody into the gates of hell at this point to win (laughs) like they'll go if someone's guiding them and can do it successfully maybe not even successfully but they'll go (laughs) Um, at least like kind of competently sort of yeah like as long as they're not sitting at the bottom of the division it's fine Mm they'll just win a few games it's fine yeah um do you have anything else you would like to add on this coaching change um I would say that I can't wait personally to see Daryl Sutter using zoom uh because he he uh he he rivals John Tortorella for (laughs) um you know least verbose coach yeah uh, and the, you know after he got hired there was kind of a, a video going around of all of his playoff remar- like remarks in the media after the you know the king's playoff runs and you know many times his answers are yep nope well you know like oh, he, he's well, not God. a man of many words uh to the media um all the king's media people i know who covered the team at the time and got to know Daryl Sutter are like much like John Tortorella like outside of the post-game stuff like you know very like nice to talk to has yeah. lots of thoughts but then you get him in that post-game and he's like nothing you got you that- got nothing from him so I I'm interested to see how that goes yeah I'm definitely interested to see that and you know when coaches are like that I think of you know, Bill Belichick coaching the Patriots mm-hmm. and just how like, you know, blunt he is, but in a man of few words, mm-hmm. but it's worked for him. So, you know, yeah. maybe, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe we can bring that magic over here to Calgary for a little bit too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He saved, he saves the, I think he's one of those guys who is just like, I'm going to let the team and the performance do the talking. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he he is very much a man of few words. So uh, good luck to all the Calgary beat reporters and people who have to like try to get something useful out of him. Uh, you know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm excited to see what happens and to see how he has changed uh, in the handful of years since he was let go by the Kings. Most definitely. Uh, where can we find you on the wonderful World Wide Web? Sure. So Locked on Kings is, of course, available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it's on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. Uh, now that Daryl Sutter's with the Flames, I'll be probably watching some more Flames games. So you might uh, see some thoughts about that, too. Uh, I personally am on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. And if you're interested in uh, coverage of the whole NHL, you can find Locked on NHL again, wherever your podcasts and Locked on NHL pods on Twitter. Sarah is always a pleasure to talk to. So make sure you head on over to the national show, which I appeared on today and just give her a listen and follow her for some LA Kings updates as well. And I'm sure she'll be back on the show sometime soon. But before we jump into our last segment here, I did just want to talk about Built Bar. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a long time now. Built Bar is amazing. They have, uh, you know, amazing variety of flavors. The amazing 
low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high in fiber, and amazingly tasting protein bars, and they are 100% covered in chocolate, now it's time to head on over to BuiltBar.com and figure out, you know, which Built Bar is your favorite and which one ranks number one. It's a nice little bracket system, and you can head on over to BuiltBar.com or on Twitter at Built underscore Bar, and remember to use promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off of your next order. That is promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who wins today's bracket matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. BetOnline AG has all your sports betting needs. You know, it's the easiest and fastest way to bet on all your sports. It's all in one place. Football's over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, which I love. I am a big fan of trash TV, so head on over there and bet on some Bachelor, Bachelorette drama. And they have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online AG, your online sportsbook experts. So that's promo code locked on, and you will receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. So the Flames do not play until Thursday, but that does not mean they're off by any means. The team is in full swing here. Daryl Sutter is coaching, and I believe he officially enters the team bubble tomorrow for for practice. Uh, Montreal comes to town on Thursday, like I said. Excuse me. They are 11-6-6 with 28 points. Uh, Again, just going to plug the Locked On Canadians show. It's the network's show of the week, and the hosts over there are so wonderful, so friendly. Um, there are days off here, but, you know, we're going to keep you updated because I'm sure that Daryl Sutter is going to come in and we're going to learn a lot more about his approach to this team. My thing here is I am very, excuse me, I'm very curious to see how long the leash is with this team. How are players going to be held accountable? How are we going to see these coaching methods implemented. I am also very curious to see if, you know, his experience with Milan Lucic is going to have, you know, a a play in Lucic's favor again, because, you know, with Jeff Ward, we saw him getting a lot of playing time and things like that. But if Lucic does go, you know, a little bit streaky and unproductive and a liability again, are we going to see him benched? Has Sutter, you know, eased up on his tough love aspect since retiring to that Alberta farm? And are we going to see him, you know, maybe approach the team a little differently? And are we going to see special teams coaches fired if things keep trending the way that they're trending? In my personal opinion, I do think that the special teams coaches needed to be gone when Ward was fired. But again, you know, I can't really fix it all in one sweep, but I just, I want to say again that 
I truly believe that the coaching issue or the issues with the team have not necessarily just been the core. I think that it comes with, you know, who's managing them. And I saw a tweet last night that made me think, and it was, it related back to the Flames. And I'm not going to say who tweeted it, but just it's somebody who's very close to one of the players. And they said something along the lines of, you know, if you're told you're not good for a really long time, you're going to start to believe it. So when you start to succeed and things like that, you know, it's, I do think it's a change and there is a, there is a necessary change going on here. And I am very hopeful for the flames and I don't necessarily think the move to blow up the team by the trade deadline or this off season is the move. But I will talk more about this in depth over the week. And of course, you can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Make sure you're following me there. And I'll have all your coverage and everything that you can think of. And once again, happy International Women's Day to all of my ladies out there. And I will see you all later this week. Bye-bye.